Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Long with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2020. And we are in Atlanta. We're at the New Warehouse Podcast booth. It is day three, and I am joined by Brandon Ashby. He is a partner at Warehouse Engineers. Brandon actually uh, came by the booth, saw the podcast. He is a self-admitted podcast nerd, he said. He's yes. very into podcast. So, <laughs> so he wanted to uh, talk to us and uh, try and jump on it. We have some time, so he's here. Uh, he's actually here as an attendee, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, his company, Warehouse Engineers, what they do. I think we're going to get a little into standard work and lean, uh, some of my favorite things. So, Brandon, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, good. Kevin and Eric, thanks for having me. Yeah, I've really enjoyed Modic so far, and like I said, I download podcasts every time I'm about to take a road trip right. uh, for the commute, so I saw this and I said, just got to see what these guys are about, and uh, <laughs> you know, you guys are doing great things. Thank you. Yeah, so Warehouse Engineers is actually a very simple uh, business model. Uh, I'm an industrial engineer for hire okay. uh, that focuses on warehouses. Okay. So in- industrial engineering is all about process improvement, standardized work, mm-hmm. uh, working with your people and developing processes. Right. Uh, and so that's what warehouse en- engineers, that's what we're about. It's just working with people and developing the process. All right. Very cool. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you kind of got to start this company? Great question. So I actually went to Georgia Tech uh, okay. over 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, majored in industrial engineering. Right. And then first job, it was uh, with a company that had never hired an industrial engineer before. They were worried about... experience, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was no standard work. Uh, mm. There were no rates as far as productivity. Mm. Uh, we had metrics related to the equipment, but right. as far as what people were doing, mm. uh, that was a foreign concept. Mm. Yeah, so fast forward uh, to the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eliminated capital spending. Okay. Um, my boss said, well, I've read about these, this thing called lean manufacturing. Mm. Uh, I want you to take another class at Georgia Tech okay. called the uh, Lean Champion. All Took right. that class, came back. I was you know, a kid in a candy store, had all these great ideas, right. but we had to go at a slow pace because there were some learning curves, you know, mm. there were some stumbling blocks. But anyways, that facility, eventually we became lean. Okay. We became lean, we developed the standard work, we did the process improvement, mm-hmm. uh, implemented the thing called 5S. Uh, from there, uh, got the big wig corporate job mm-hmm. and started working with different warehouses across the country internally right. and externally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my position, I was working with great consultants, great uh, companies. Uh, and then again, I went back to Georgia Tech to get another 
certificate in engineering the warehouse. Okay. Uh, so my space, my projects have been in warehousing. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me start a business where I help others in warehousing with my experiences and uh, the value that I can bring to them. Okay, very cool. Uh, so you mentioned uh, no standard work. So why don't we talk a little bit about the importance of standard work? You mentioned 5S, so obviously one of the one of the S's of the 5S is to standardize, right? So yes. Tell us a little bit about, I guess, the importance of standard work and then talk to us about how you went about implementing that standard work and kind of creating that standard work at that company. Great, great, great. Yeah, so um, importance of standard work. Used to, at a facility, especially in manufacturing or distribution, um, you had a lot of tribal knowledge. Right. So you had people that have been there 10, 20 years, uh, and their experience mattered, and you didn't have to train that much, and mm-hmm. turnover wasn't as high. Uh, but what I've been seeing, especially in the last year, mm-hmm. uh, the economy is low. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I'm sorry, economy is great. Right. Uh, unemployment, unemployment is low. Is low right? Yeah, unemployment is mm-hmm. low. And it's hard to get people in the facility, and so the training on the onboarding is taking longer than it should. Right. And that's because there's no standard work, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you, you might have a simple uh, Word document that has a few steps that people wrote down. Yeah, uh, but, but that's not a standard work. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, it's not. <laughs> we need some pictures, we need it visual, right. uh, and then we also need training mm-hmm. and a standard to go against that. Right. So uh, oftentimes what I tell people is it's not to get people in trouble. It's mm-hmm. not to say you're not meeting the standard. Right. It's to help them do better. Right. So if, if we have an operator B that's mm-hmm. not performing well as operator A, well, what's the standard to help mm-hmm. B get to A? Right? Right. It's, it's not to nitpick and make people worse it's, or to pick on them. It's to help the organization as a whole do better. Definitely, definitely. I think you know that kind of leads into one of the other aspects of 5S where you, know, you have standardized, but then you have sustained, right? And if you're doing the same thing every time, which the standard work should dictate, then you should never have an issue, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, I was talking to somebody uh, this morning, and they said, well, 5S, it, do- it doesn't work. You know, it, it's a flavor of the month. And I said, uh, well, are you sustaining it? That's the mindset, though. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what I've learned. And right. a lot of people, um, they've tried this before, and it mm-hmm. didn't work. And I said, well, I, I can help. Yeah. Uh, you know, give me a shot. I can mm-hmm. definitely help you. Um, but the sustaining is key. And right. I've, in my experience, is developing an audit that employees audit each other. Right. So there's a sense of ownership mm-hmm. uh, and a sense of collaboration amongst the employees. Definitely, definitely. I think it, I think that's really important too. We just mentioned the mindset could be because it's like a, you can't have like 10 out of 50 employees that are into the 5S and the lean. It's got to be everybody across the board. And it's got to start with the like the top guy, right? The top yes. Guy or gal, and uh, you know they got to kind of drive it down. And yes. And I think the other thing too is when you start to you have the standard work, but when you start to deviate from that a little bit, then you start to feel like ah, like this this doesn't matter, this doesn't work. But that's when you start to deviate. That's when you get all kinds of issues. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think mm-hmm. that's where you have to even audit the standard work. Right. Uh, so sometimes I've seen it where people write the SOP, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And then it just starts collecting dust. Right. Uh, it needs to be a living, active document. Right. Uh, and I'll I'll even say because you can apply standard work in a, a work office setting, right? Yeah. Um, and I used to be not a fan of standard work because I wanted to say, well, I can do this better. Right. And the continuous improvement is a part of the standard work. So when you do the yeah. audit, yeah. you give the operators a chance mm-hmm. to improve that document. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that's an important part, too. And I think that, you know, having that standard work available to employees as well is really important because you want them to be able to reference it. Like, say, there's, say they move to a different department that they're cross-trained in, kind of, <laughs> but they're not, they're there maybe, like, once a month, and they need to, like, refresh themselves. They should be able to, you know, pull that real quick and see what, uh, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, in my experience, there's always that one guy that knows everything. Yeah. Um, but what do you do when that one guy goes on vacation? Right. Exactly. You know, because when he goes on vacation, Murphy's Law, something's going to happen. Yeah. And that's where the value of standard work and documenting it really comes into play. Definitely. Yeah. And if it's not documented, then it doesn't exist. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the maybe some of the projects that you've now done in this warehouse engineers uh, company and how that kind of works. Oh, great. Yeah. Great question. So as warehouse engineers, uh, one of my first um, projects was just developing a roadmap, developing mm-hmm. a plan. Okay. So lean is, it's foreign to some people. And then when you start right. talking about polka yoga, uh, the different ways, yeah. uh, they're not exactly hundred percent sure what that is. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, my, these funny words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah. five S. Yeah. So yeah, my job was to come on, uh, what they hired me to do was to develop that plan in English of how this looks right. and who, who would be the leader and what that leader does and what is the daily, weekly, monthly functions of these responsibilities. Okay. And now I'm coaching, mm-hmm. per se. So we, we, we hit it really hard and we were uh, on the floor, mm-hmm. and now I'm coaching them as they implement uh, and start their lean journey. Gotcha. So, they're kinda, so you kind of come in, take uh, kind of full control of the thing, and then kind of push, push the lean, push the 5S out, and then you're actually now kind of, I guess, letting go a little bit, letting them take ownership for their processes and making sure that they own the 5S and the lean, right? Which yes. is kind of part of the whole, whole lean culture, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, I'm another way you could look at me as an industrial engineer uh, for hire, shared mm-hmm. service model. Uh, so I'm by no means trying to be at a facility for a year, right? right? I, I want to be there for a few months mm-hmm. and we collaborate, work together, yeah. uh, and then it's time for me to move on and that organization runs better. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. So anytime I talk to somebody about like lean and people that are, you know, lean enthusiasts and pro lean and all that, um, you know, I'm always curious because obviously there's the people that, I mean, not to say people are like lean is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And, um, you know, what do you do when you run into like those type of either managers or employees too? Oh, that, so that's a, that's a great question because yeah. I remember when we first started lean, mm-hmm. uh, I got a lot of pushback internally. Right. And I say, if it makes the operator or the associate's job easier, mm-hmm. let's work with it. Yeah. And so I guess um, I've had success in mm-hmm. my experience is making people's job easier with yeah. lean tools. Okay. And when people's job gets easier, there's less pushback. Right. Uh, and then the other piece that uh, makes me a little bit different, and I'll be honest, I'm not a 100% lean purist. Okay. So there's some people that, you know, uh, they're going to use every lean tool and they're going to yeah. make sure you have to follow it by uh you know circle has to fit in that circle yeah um, yeah no matter what yeah. yeah that that's not my approach uh you know i'm flexible mm-hmm. understanding your culture but the premise is continuous improvement you have a problem let's solve a problem how can people kind of get in touch with you and find out more about warehouse engineers uh, so i i definitely have a website uh, the website is thewarehouseengineers.com. Okay. Uh, and then I'm on LinkedIn. I just got my YouTube channel going. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, no podcast, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll be sure to share this one. 
Um, so LinkedIn, my email, uh, and the website. Okay, cool. And what's uh, how do you find you on YouTube? Uh, so my channel is The Warehouse Engineers. I'm working on that okay. content, uh, and we're just going to be publishing uh, tips mm-hmm. on lean warehousing, lean tools, and process improvement within the warehouse space. Oh, okay, really cool, really cool. So we'll definitely share all that stuff on the newwarehouse.com as well and put all that information up there. So, uh, Brandon, thank you so much for uh, showing interest and stopping by and talking to us. No, appreciate it, Kevin and Eric. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.